This is David Beasley of New York Baseworks, and um, I want to take a minute to talk about the passing of the great Chick Corea. Chick was an amazing artist, and there won't be any like him in our lifetime, I would imagine. Just the the circumstances of a Chikoria coming into being, the musical influences, the opportunities, the situations that he found himself in musically could never be duplicated. So, that being said, my journey as a Chikoria fan began, must have been 1978 or so, I think I was 14 years old, you know, something like that. And... I had a lot of music available to me in my home. My mother was an intense jazz head. Um, my older brother, my oldest brother, had a, a huge collection of um, 60s era rock, um, prog of the day, fusion jazz. And his collection is the one where I find myself diving into a lot um, when he wasn't home. And in that collection, I would find things like Jeff Beck's Blow by Blow, um, Led Zepp, you, you know, you name it, all of that, you know, early rock and fusion jazz type music. One record he had was um, John McLaughlin's Electric Guitarist. That was a record that I just discovered. I saw the cover, I was like, this looks interesting. Let me check this out and put it on. And when I did, I I heard things that I had never heard before. Mind you, I was maybe 14, and I was just, you know, getting away from the early rap music and the the R&B and the repetitive nature of of a lot of it. So I was exploring. I loved music as a kid. I played violin from 8 years to 16. So... The music was like in my DNA from an early, early point. But Electric Guitarist is a John McLaughlin record where he amassed a great pool of talent to record that album. You know, Jack Bruce, Tony Williams, uh, Carlos Santana, Narada Michael Walton, Billy Cobham, Stu Goldberg, uh... Alfonso Johnson, Patrice Russian, they're all on this album. Chick Corea, all on this album. Now, there's a song, Do You Hear the Voices That You Left Behind, which features um, Chick Corea, Stanley Clark, and Jack DeJanet. It was really just one of those perfect storms of records uh, that someone with an impressionable mind, curiosity, fell upon at the right time, right place in his life. And that track just sucked me into the record, rest of the record. But that track, um, something about chicks playing, you know, in my young mind, just, just sucked me in. In fact, every player on that cut, Stanley Clark, vicious upright solo on that I think you would be hard-pressed to find an upright solo of of that nature, that level of fluidity and articulation, even today. 
Sure, there are players like you know the amazing Brian Bromberg, but this is Stanley in what must have been 1976 or thereabouts. 1977, that was. That was 1977. Laying this thing down. And um, Chick takes a, a Moog solo. Now, mind you, this is a straight-ahead tune. And I had heard straight-ahead all my life. My mother playing Coltrane and you know, various, you know, artists of the day, uh, Wayne Shorter, things of that nature. I've heard straight ahead. I grew up with it. And this is probably one of the first players I've ever heard, you know, just rip a mini Moog solo in a straight ahead cut. And when I heard it, I knew immediately that it was something just different about what was going on. And that just kind of just made me curious about who Chick Rea was. And of course, eventually you find your way to uh, return to forever. I kind of um, I started listening to fusion first, and then I kind of just worked my way around to find out where these players, um, what they were doing, what they were playing, you know, what they were trying to accomplish with their music. Now, Chick would take you on an, an adventure with his music. You never knew where the music was coming from next, what idea was coming at you next. There's several different versions of Return to Forever. You have the Music Magic um, group, Stanley, Jerry Brown, um, Kale Moran in the group, Strings. You had the Leprechaun group, Steve Gadd, Anthony Jackson. Um, you never, You just never knew. Four quarters, four quartets, rather, four quartets, Steve Gadd, Eddie Gomez, Michael Brecker. It, it was just like you just never knew what to expect. And that, that's part of the amazing thing about Chick Corea. Couldn't pin him down. And like Miles Davis, every one of his groups showcase a superstar of some sort. You know, if, if, a, if a cat was playing with Chick Corea, you knew that this guy was going to bring it. So that was another reason why I just made sure I always grabbed whatever Chick Corea album I could find in a record store. Yeah, remember record stores? Yeah, exactly. You know, you had to walk into a store and hope they had what you were looking for. And if they didn't, you just keep coming back until you found it. That was the musical journey back then. Now you can just, anything I mentioned today on this um, podcast, you can find, you can just download it. But no, we had to you know, put the shoes on and walk out of the house and go on an adventure. Sometimes you wouldn't find anything you were looking for. And you, you, you come back, you leave dejected. But undeterred, you, know, you were on a journey, you were on a mission, you knew you had to go out and find that record. So, yeah. Chikoria's records, they led you to many different avenues. They brought you to Al Demiola, Stanley Clark, Lenny White. You know, if you followed those breadcrumbs, you were really into... You were gonna you were gonna discover a lot of great music. 
And as a young bass player, I was pretty, you know, bass focused back then. Discovering Lenny White through Chick Corea would mean that I would discover Marcus Miller. And of course, that meant a journey with uh, Stanley Clark. Um, Stanley's a, a big influence. You know, Stanley's one of the first players that showed me that the bass was capable of just many different colors. You know, the tunings he used, the different strings he used, tenor bass, piccolo bass. You know, those things, those things stuck with me forever. That's all Chikoria. Had Stanley not been with Chikoria, he, he would have still been a famous bass player. But the music that we were exposed to most likely would have been quite different, such as the influence of, of being in, in the company of such, such an amazing musical mind like Chikoria. Not to take anything away from anyone who's played with, with Chikoria, as not being a master player or master conceptualizer in their own right. But Chick being the catalyst, much like Miles Davis was the catalyst of all these legendary quintets and these groups that birthed these players into the musical world, that's, that's the influence of Chick Corea for me. This guy created a soundscape that many of these great players were able to springboard from and have amazing careers of their own. Dave Weckl, uh, John Patitucci. You know, these guys came out of the electric band and just, they're still going today. Just amazing players in their own right have built careers from the, the, the springboard that Chick Corea created. I'm really just speaking from the heart right now. I'm not, you know, uh, following any particular agenda. I just wanted to just voice my feelings about the passing of Chick Corea. I, I let it sit for a couple of days. I didn't do the customary thing where I just grabbed every Chick Corea record that I could and played it. What I did do... I grabbed electric guitarist. I played Do You Hear the Voices That You Left Behind? The reason I played that song because that song was the jumping off point for my journey with Chikoria. And I thought it was just only fitting that upon his passing to put that on and just play it and try to just recapture the, the newness of what it was that I felt when I first heard it all those years ago. So, rest in peace, Armando. You shaped a musical world unlike any other, and your influence will live on. We'll be speaking about the music you created a hundred years from now. So, well done, sir. Rest in power. We all love you and our best to your family and and all the wonderful players who've enjoyed your company, created masterful music with you, and changed the world. Thank you. Thank you.